This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here once again with the one and only Chris Valente. Chris, hello. <laughs> once again, because we restarted this about five seconds ago. Yeah, gotta love us and technology, but that wasn't your fault. Your computer took the you know proverbial crap. Yeah, it went it went haywire. A lot of stuff on the screen. I don't know what it was saying, but it was telling me do not do not proceed. So luckily, it happened in the first five seconds of the recording. But first of all, before we get started. Happy National Women in Sports Day, Rob. Happy National Women in Sports Day. Uh, I loved, uh, uh, Alina took, uh, did a nice uh, social media post today that highlighted some of the women that we have spoken to uh, in our, uh, uh, you know, during our interviews and such, which was fantastic. Um, you know, Janet Marie Smith, she was number two. I think so. Yeah. Something like Two that. Or the three. Second Two interview, or three. Second interview. Third. Two or three. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then uh, she was the executive vice president of planning and development for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. She just got a promotion. Uh, Did she? To what? She was either senior VP and got the vowel instead of the consonant, so she went from CSVP to EVP. EVP. That's where you know you made it. I don't. In in. in uh, Major League Baseball, yes. In minor yes. league baseball, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> We've talked. Well, we have. Alina's our CMO, so <laughs> yeah, she's CMO. Congratulations, she got the best job title in the world. Uh, Laura Juris, who is the VP of People and Culture for the Minnesota Vikings, she's one of my favorite people, and I love Janet Marie too. But uh, uh, Laura's awesome. Kara Walker, Vice President of Marketing uh, for the Celtics. Your, your story of your interview with her oh. is fantastic. Speaking of technology. <laughs> for those who don't know, quickly, Kara Walker, VP of Marketing for the Celtics. I was ecstatic to talk to her, um, and I had everything set up, and my computer died three times uh, during the call. <laughs> I tried recording the damn thing over my cell phone into the microphone. It sounded like hell. Uh, but if you go back and listen to it, you'll hear like there's a bunch of different stops, and it's just ugh, it's, it turned out to be fine, but it was... I felt bad. Um, you talked uh, to Christy Landy. Christy about, Landy, our, our social posts for Christy Landy exploded. exploded. That? that was <laughs> one of the, like, we went viral for Christy Landy. I know. And it, it was just G-Men so coming in The strong. G-Men, baby. The G-Men. Yeah. That was, that was it. She was, she was great. Uh, she was connected to us through Brian, who I think used to work for her in some capacity and at somewhere along the line. But yeah, she was awesome. Amber Hudson. Uh, from Major League Baseball, and then uh, Lauren Rojo, who we talked to from the Dodgers as well. So um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, ha- uh, happy 
uh, National uh, Girls and Women's in Sports Day. And uh, we've enjoyed talking to some of the best in the business on Front Office Features. Look forward to uh, the next one. And uh, Alina should be celebrating, too. She's in sports now, right, all through this podcast? She is. She is. She is a woman or girl in sports. So happy National Girls and Women's Sports Day to you as well, Alina. Yes. Uh, to our CMO. <laughs> to our CMO. Yeah, she writes our check, so we should be nice to her. Yes. And uh, she's been doing a, a, a great job. Uh, a great job. San Diego State Sports NBA. Is, uh, she's in the midst of getting hers. She'll be graduating here in a little bit. So. Yeah, and then she's we'll, little. We'll do a tease, which we're really good at in front office features. We stink at this. She's put together a really good collaboration that we're going to announce shortly. That's going to be working with our friends at San Diego State. So more to come on that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, the, the National Women's in Sports Day. It's it's taken on a very different meaning, I think, in the past couple of years. I, I feel like uh, the industry itself has evolved. I feel like women feel way more comfortable in front offices. I think they're be getting more opportunities. They've been getting much more higher profile positions, which has changed the dynamic and. Uh, the diversity within the workforce, which was always a goal of sports free, for sports teams. Yeah, so right. we still have a lot of work to do for sure on a lot of fronts. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's good to see that we're recognizing the, the females out there that have made their mark in the industry. There's been some really, I mean, the first ever uh, female AGM, right, is now coming with the, with the no, G- general manager, right? General manager with the Marlins. Yeah, Kim, Kim Ng. Um, there's been a couple coaches in the NFL now. Come, come across on the female side. Uh, the NBA had their first ever female head coach of a game when Greg Popovich got kicked out for the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, hey, uh, well, Becky Hammond. Uh, Becky Hammond. Ha- Becky Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, right. So she uh, has gotten a couple interviews for a uh, head coaching job. She, she's going to get a head coaching job. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a... you got Popovich on your corner, too, you're in good shape. That guy's yeah. legit. The, uh, the NBA is the most progressive league, in my opinion. Oh, that's not yeah. It's not that's not even a debate. You, no one can debate that. It's not even close. Yeah, and it's fantastic what they're what they're what they're doing, right? They NBA two K league, and you know I think what they're doing the G league's great, and the NBA's like got their proverbial shit together. Yeah, I mean they they created a bubble and got through that. I mean they're playing this season right now. So far, no issues. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a ride for the women in sports for sure. A uh, long way to go, like we said, but I hopefully. The new culture that's being set in a lot of these places will pave that path and make people feel comfortable and keep excelling. Because, I mean, the National Women's Hockey League is getting bigger. The National Women's Soccer League is getting bigger. It's it's definitely a changing landscape in our in our sports and in our country. Yeah, right. I uh, totally agree. In the uh, WNBA too, right? That's that's a, that's bigger. Uh, they just did a CBA deal, and all their revenues are like through the roof. Or like you know, you know year over year growing. My my what do you have a fe- do you have a favorite female sport? Favorite like to watch? Yeah. I never thought about it. Um. I don't know. I like bat. Like I don't know. What's yours? I guess is is it basketball? <laughs> or? I, I I know. I know. I enjoy. I enjoy the women's world. Cup. I enjoy the U.S. soccer team. The U.S. women's national team. Yeah, the women's I world fu- cup. I, I, Sam Zapaka had great stories and great pictures from. Uh, when he won the World Cup with them, I mean, can you? That's that's so. I mean, I, I, we've talked like saying you have to win the World Cup. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like, awesome. that's pretty cool. That's like, that's huge. That's big time. Yeah, World Cup. World Cup. It's it's it doesn't 
the it's the world's game, right? It's the biggest thing in the world next to the Olympics. Yeah, no, and um, I think we get, well, I'll wait till next week to talk about some someone else we know in soccer, but or football, whatever you want to call it. But no, it's uh, I I, I find the, the like watching the women in the in the World Cup and the U.S. women's soccer team, and I, for some reason the star power there just always they always seem to have that play like whether it be Mia Hamm when we were like younger and yep. then um, Brandy Chastain. And then Abby Wambach, like there's always just seems to be like that. There's a star. That, there's a star. There's, there's an American there's, uh, soccer star. Yeah, and like um, Julie Ertz, like there's just you just know like for some reason there's something about that sport where they just kind of like I don't know. I, I I enjoy watching it more than the men's national team because they didn't even make the World Cup. No, they did not. Not this time around. Yeah. But I think we get to automatically get to qualify next time when we host it. So that'll that, that's a one way in. I also feel the same way during Olympic time, summer Olympic time, with women's gymnastics. Oh, yeah, I love it. Women, I'll, When women gymnast, when gy- women's gymnastics comes on, it is like must-see TV. And uh, it's... Well, you and I, you and I were the perfect age for that amazing moment way back when the, with Carrie Strug the, and Dominique Mociano and that team. Like, that was unreal when she landed that. Yeah, the... Uh, I, were we like, we were like 12 or 13? No, then, 96, maybe? we were in freshman in 14. high school. No, fourteen. We we're fourteen. We we're fourteen. Well, whatever. Yeah, fourteen. Right. So you're, so we're freshman in high school when that happened. And yeah. I told you, Dominique Mociano, my sophomore uh, year, was a classmate of mine. No, you did not tell me. That. No, 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 no. Dominique Mociano was a classmate of yours. <laughs> I didn't tell you this. I. You are the <laughs> How is that possible? How you you and these random people? Yeah. I so Dominique loved. Mochi- I loved her. Yeah, right. It was hard not to. And Dominic yeah. Mociano uh, came to Burlington High School in Burlington, Massachusetts. Um, my, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, right? I'm pretty sure it was. What's up with Massachusetts and gymnasts? So they, I guess she would train at this crazy place in Massachusetts. And there was a, a gym in Burlington High, shout out Red Devils, is a uh, you know, good, good public high school. And... Yeah, she was. I can't believe this. I can't believe Dominique you, you Mochiano went to high was in my same grade, and uh, I don't think we had a class together. Uh, maybe we had one. Maybe we had one class together, um, and then I left. Yeah, it was my sophomore year because I moved to Alabama in the middle of my oh, sophomore year, right? So you, I only got you, half a cl- half a year with Dominique Mochiano. So you went from being classmates with Dominique Mochiano to KKK rally. That's correct. That is correct. In the same year. <laughs> Your parents are lucky that you didn't murder them in their sleep. In the same year. In the same year. Yes. So Dominic Mociano uh, to, to clan rallies behind my, uh, in the woods behind the house. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the other Massachusetts gymnastic um, female? I did, that she was she was just on the team. She was, Dominic she, she Dawes? Was no, 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 no. I don't know. I'll, I'll remember. I, I did buy, if uh, I'll take a picture of it. I did buy my wife uh, way back when for Christmas an autographed picture of the '96 gymnastics team. That was that, that was that that was so cool. Like that moment. Um, by the way, we weren't in high school yet. Well, I wasn't at least because well, we were in the same I went grade, in. So I was no, I w- the summer of '96, right? Right. So we were going into high school. So yeah, yeah, we were going into high school, right? Because yeah, in the so summer of '96, right? It um, 96, yes, yep, it was '96. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember that vividly. Like I was up because it was on. It was late, and when it aired, and Carrie Strug nailed that thing. And I just remember like yelling because I was like, I was. It was like you're into it. To your point, like you just get into that stuff. Uh, Allie Raisman. That's what I was thinking of. Allie Raisman. She's from Massachusetts. Gotcha. Another yes, gold medalist. Yes. Yeah, so all the it's uh, 
Yes. So when that and my wife was a, is a former gymnast, so we're like extra into it. I don't I, that and figure skate like even the figure skating back in the day. Like I knew all the figure skaters back then. Yeah, like, my mom was a is a gigantic figure skating fan. Well, my grandmother was because she's Canadian and a? like so a <laughs> Canadian a. So even when I was like a little little kid, she'd be like watching when she would babysit us. She'd be watching like those random nighttime figure skating things and. I was like, oh, when the Olympics showed up, I knew who those people were. Speaking of the Olympics, I was uh, listening. I keep saying listen to this podcast, but uh, the Daily Sports Business Journal one. Like yep. the Olympics, they, uh, uh, Japan said it's happening. I don't, yeah, I don't, believe, the, I don't believe They it. don't say what's they, – they just said it's going to happen come hell or high water. If we have to reimagine the Olympics, I think was one of the quotes coming from Japanese officials. If we have to reimagine the Olympics, how the hell do you reimagine something that's been going on for – ever fanless i guess i don't know i'm just gonna say it seems like a bad idea during a pandemic to have people fly from all over the different parts of the world to come together in one locale and be in that crammed location for over a couple weeks it literally reminds me of what you would do in a game a video game which was good to be a good transition if you were trying to have like a virus spread you'd be like oh the olympics would be a good thing to have in that year <laughs> <laughs> let's let's have a super spreader event called the olympics like uh i don't know i'm i'm i was out on college sports i'm way out on the olympics having anybody fly from anywhere around the world to go there unless you look if they're vaccinated fine but this isn't, we're talking like four or five months from now, right? The Olympics, is that what's supposed to happen? Yeah, right. They can't delay it anymore. Think about how many billions, oh, billions of dollars. Billions. That billions, ja- billions, Japan billions. had to put together to, one, get the Olympics, two, build all the facilities, and they don't get anything. They did announce a marathon reschedule for Boston in October. In October, yeah. So, I mean, things seem to be coming back on. Oh, look, it, I, I hope, I hope we can have the Olympics and everyone can go. I just feel like we should maybe like pump the brakes on that one, but we'll see. Yeah, they said come hell or high water that they're they're doing it. Dude, I love Dominic Mochiano. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I, can I loved tell. her. She was the classmate. I think we. Had, I want to say that it was like a math class or something. I don't remember vividly. I need someone in my high school to remind me of this, uh, and I'm sure I'll get a text tomorrow. Was she like a was she like a celebrity? Yes, of course like, she was a celebrity. Everyone knew who Dominique Mochon is. She was tiny too. Oh yeah, I think they all are tiny. They're all tinier than you anticipate until yeah. you see them in real. I don't think she talked a lot. Uh you know, very you know uh but anyway, she was Well she dealt she dealt with some stuff, let's put it that way. Yeah, oh jeez. Talking about national women's in sport and how we've come a long way. She dealt with some stuff. Anyway, so she is uh yeah, high school classmate, sophomore year, nineteen ninety what 97 98 year that's right yes that's right amen not alicia sacramonis from massachusetts too well there are all these people from massachusetts the google machine telling you that yeah anyway speaking of uh video games that i kind of just mentioned we ea are sports it's in the game it's in the game uh big news and this ties back to one of our our broader discussions we had a while ago with the NCAA changing in the rules and the players being able to go out and monetize. It's going to be interesting to see because EA was very vague, but for all of you who don't know, I'm sure everyone who's listening probably knows because it was big time sports news that EA sports is bringing back college football, college football, NCAA football game. Oh, when was the last time I did one? 14, 13 or 14, 13 or 14. 
So the reason it all went away 14, 14, 14. was the issues that were coming up specifically with the Ed O'Bannon case and UCLA and suing for rights and likeness usage and the players, the former college athletes were receiving no monetary compensation. So EA was just like, this isn't, this isn't worth it. We're done. We're out. Now with the new rule changes, they're going to start building the game. With that said, they still don't know what the final product will look like because there still is a lot to iron out. They don't because the NCAA players don't have a union. So what happens with Madden and NHL and NBA, all those games, they don't do a deal with the leagues. They go do a deal with the players association and the leagues too. But the players association, I don't know what the number is. I literally have no idea. I'll make this up. Say it's ten million dollars for the usage of all the players. This probably that's probably very high. Uh, you think it's high? Pl- uh, it seems very high. To use the players' likeness, yeah, it's not ten million dollars. I have no idea, but I don't. It's like got to be a hundred million dollars. No way. They, they don't make them. No way. A hundred million dollars for the rights and likeness I, to put them in. So all no those way. things, they've got all the leverage, right? How could you say it's going to be ten million bucks? Right? They. It can't be. It can't be. I have the way over on this. I don't. I don't know what it is. Either way, the 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 players all get the, the exact over. same amount. Put, the, of money. put it on DraftKings. I'm taking the over. I mean, you might be right. I have, I literally, I'm, I have no idea. Me so, neither. I'm just guessing. Um, I think the cover athlete maybe on Madden gets more or something like that. But anyway, they all take the revenue. They split it all up. They send it all out to the players. Everyone gets an equal share. With the college, there's first of all, there's 120 Division One college football teams, and there's also like on a college team, there's could be 100 players. There's no union to go do that with. There's no one to go negotiate with. It's kind of what you and I talked about. There's going to be this white space for business. To get into the sports world, point in case, Dominic Mociano, Ali Raceman, like they're actually extremely valuable when they go to college after they, they were in the Olympics. They can now go monetize. Good. Before they couldn't. So it's um it's it's a big news for video gamers and the PS5s. I think they shattered records in the Xbox, whatever the hell the new one's called. Uh but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out though, in a business sense for sports and athletes, because the those rules were supposed to be voted on in January by the NCAA. They got pushed way they, back, right? They got pushed back because they're using COVID as the, the crutch. Like, oh, we can't. We have to figure out other stuff. Um, but anyway, it's it's big news that EA Sports has decided to bring back the famed NCAA football. So uh, one of the most informative uh, Instagram messages in the history of Instagram messages. I'm not overstating this. Luke okay. Malloy, you know him? Yep. All right. Luke uh, says this, that uh, they already have the game engine and player movement technology for Madden, right? So this could be easily translated to college football. Makes a lot of sense. He says, but I don't see this being much of an impact on EA's bottom line. said in their last fiscal year, uh, in-game purchases from their uh, ultimate team modes in FIFA and Madden and NHL counted for 27% of their gross revenue. That game mode doesn't translate well to college football since it's about buying packs and uh, contain specific players. will be interesting to see what they come up with, new way to monetize it, or it's just good to have part of their portfolio. That was a very informative Instagram message. It wasn't nice pick. It was informative. It was informative. And I just responded back, said, Luke, we're actually talking about this right now. So... Oh, here we go. EA's five-year extension from 2021 to 2026 is worth $1.5 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1
So it's worth so, two hundred million dollars. So no, a billion to the NFL, five hundred million to the players. So it's a, it's it's a, it's a hundred million dollars for for football. Who is the smartest man in the room right now? <laughs> so it's only hundred million dollars. Um, so Boom! Victory for Rob. Ding, ding, I, wonder ding. What, I wonder what the NHL. I mean, Madden's for sure the biggest. I wonder what like NHL baseball. 1994 is the greatest video game ever. Maybe I have like three versions of it over there right now. Like I have it on Sega, I have it on SNES, and I have it now. A- Xbox released a free version of it. You could play with the current players in NHL 94. That's awesome. Um, so, so you know how PlayStation Five was like the biggest thing this year, and it's like you got one, you had to like, you know, give up your firstborn kid to get one. Pretty much, yeah. They sold 4.5 million in the first quarter since release. So, when PlayStation 2 came out, that was in year like probably 2000, 2001. Um, everyone wanted a PlayStation 2, right? It was like the next giant thing. It was a huge upgrade from PlayStation 1, right? It was like crazy, right? And everyone wanted one, and including me. But there was no way I was getting one. So, Christmas comes. And, you know, opening gifts, having a great Christmas. And then my parents have done this for a long time. My special gift each year is a spiky bow, right? Like it's a spiky bow. And the spiky bow is something that my mom has saved for decades. Your special Christmas gift is a spiky bow. And there was no spiky bow. I just kind of, I didn't even think about it. I thought she forgot about it, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like who cares? It's a bow. But anyway, the spiky bow was always the thing. (laughs) And that would go on your big Christmas gift. So my mom's like, you missed the spiky bow gift. I said, I said, oh, I just, I didn't even think about it. Over in the corner, last Christmas gift of Christmas of 2000, 2001, PlayStation 2. And big, big time, big time. To this day, I have asked my mother, how did you get a PlayStation 2? She has refused to tell me. I am. 39 years old, and she has <laughs> not told me how she got me a gift 20 years ago. Do you think she just she just paid too no much idea. for it? No idea. I have no idea. I have no earthly idea. I would never guess, but I was one of those lucky folks who came back to college in, uh, in that year after break and said, looky what I got, PlayStation 2 with Madden, and uh, my grades suffered. No, I, I really remember playing hours and hours and hours of ps2 in college and also uh n64 with mario kart mario like kart just, and n64 was like the thing yeah it was just like late night mario kart pizza beer and then ps2 like if you found someone who had it it was just hours upon hours of madden like madden for madden hours. forever forever like people would play michael vick i was unstoppable unstoppable they unstoppable um it's how you learn football almost, right? Like the plays and like all the plays, the reads oh, totally. and all those things. Yeah, zone coverage on. versus man on man, all that right, stuff. Like definitely who you're throwing to and it was uh I can only imagine. I always liked playing video games, but like as when I kinda got out of college and started working in baseball, there's I just you know, kinda got out of the habit. Yeah. Um I was telling somebody yesterday, I was like, I'm anxious for like my kids to get into it so that I can then play again. I have Zach, so I have strategically Got him playing Xbox One game. So I got him, well, Santa got him uh, Cars 3, Yeah, I think. And also the Disney Pixar game where you get to like do Ratatouille 
and Incredibles, and he's he like it's watching him play. I'm like, oh man, I can't give me wait control, to kid. <laughs> like I play with him and like I crush him, uh, but I can't wait to like he can actually play me in like a, a Madden or an NHL oh, game. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be great. And just play hours in the basement, and Rachel being mad that we're down here playing <laughs> video games. What is what is what is Zach and Dad doing? Oh, they're downstairs playing video games. Playing Tiger Woods, old school. Uh, oh, those games were so good. Tiger Woods was, was... a great video game. They, I, and they, they, he would put that. He put the little uh, hands over the brim of the hat and it would, like zoom yep. in. Yeah, the Tiger the Vision. Tiger, yeah, Tiger uh, Vision. Oh, speaking of, uh, I told you, I, I started watching the Tiger Doc. Yeah. Oh man. It explains. I've only watched halfway through episode one. You only halfway through episode one. Yeah, there's two parts. Yeah, I knew. I knew that there was two parts. I didn't. Uh, I was making. You didn't make it through all the part one. You still have part one to go. Still, right? Correct. The f- first half of it, it. I. I probably don't have to watch any more of it. And under like, it makes so much more sense. Like, it was. It was. It was interesting because they have his. They have his uh, high school girlfriend on. Oh my god. Yeah, and she like gives him insight into Tiger that you've like never heard before, right? And he, she has home videos and she has letters from him, and it just showed like who he was and like how he became who he was, who he is. It gave me a and like it, it gave me a very Michael Jackson esque vibe of his parents. It's, it was just I don't have HBO login, but I will find one, and I will. I'm anxious to watch it. I. Uh, so it got me thinking is like, I loved, have loved Tiger Woods, right? Like Tiger Woods, because think about it, that same year, what, 97 is when he won the Masters? Oh, yeah, that's, it's, I've, just, I've gone through all that. So like, it's all recapping like his, his three amateur, his three U.S. amateurs in a row yeah. into then going pro and his, like winning the Masters and how he literally destroyed everyone. One by 20, right? But his first tee shot, so he, he teed off with Nick Faldo. And Nick Faldo was a fav- was the returning was the returning champ, so Tiger's first ever Masters he tees off with Nick Faldo, his first drive, shanks it right into the gallery like like something you and I would do no problem no questions asked, and he like stunk for the first like nine holes, and then Nick Faldo said he just eventually like, figured it out and it was it, the rest was over like nobody could touch him for the next twelve years it was ridiculous it's uh I have all it's I remember. Like you would think, like Tiger Woods or the field, and you'd be like, I don't oh. know. <laughs> you I had know. to take you had to take Tiger. At the time he had all four majors in a row. He did. That, that, that's, I'm, I just saw him win when I turned it off. He had just won the British Open, and uh, it was his rock star and his the mania. But then you hear his dad give interviews, and you're like, oh, that's 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 creepy. Yeah, I'm, like you, I just don't remember those things from like back in the day. But how many interviews did we watch? Right, like I never watched interviews in you know high correct. school. Correct. Yeah, no. But now that you you have the ability to go back and watch this stuff, and you hear his high school and like how he had, how he broke. He was in a three year relationship with his high school sweetheart, and he like stayed out late one night, and his parents lost it, and he wrote made him write a letter and broke up with her from a letter, and that was it. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness! And it's 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 like even from the minute when he was on the the Bob Hope show. Yeah, like, he was like four years old and two years old. He was like two years old. Oh, it was two. Okay. And and like the stuff that his dad says and the the pressure he put on him and like there's a lot of stuff about the racial stuff and how 
he had all that pressure to like save black people in regarding like bridging that gap and the white elitist of golf and it's it's you can it explains so much of like probably how, who he is and why he is who he is like the whole breakdown when he had eventually it was common you could see it you could see it coming like it was luckily he went that way and not the michael jackson route yeah right no you uh <laughs> he it was not good no matter what though i am i, I love I, I always love tiger woods i i, I root for he, him when i see him when he won the masters what two years ago um, that was so cool. That was, that awesome. was awesome. It was just awesome. You see him uh, hug his kid, and then he was playing in the PNC Championship this summer with his son Charlie, who can rope, right? By the way, it was it was a mind it was a mind f when his son like did the same tw- the same mannerisms, like everything. same everything. I was like, this is weird. Like genetics is like a real thing. Uh, but no, it, you should totally find a way to since. I loved. I mean, who didn't love Tiger? Like it was. You had to. Tiger. Tiger Woods. It was. It was. It was the dominant athlete. One of the dominant athletes of our generation. He arguably, arguably the most dominant in terms of just longevity too. Like he did it for a pretty long time, and it wasn't like he was winning majors by a stroke or two. He was winning by like fifteen strokes. And it, it's like they had the things like if you ever got in like tiger in like a playoff like he would just Dude. own you and you would melt by like it was, looking at him it's funny because like nick followed like the the first time he walked out into the masters the aura and the fans and even the other golfers were like who is this guy and it was like you were mentally screwed and you couldn't beat him it's it's he was the next mj yeah. and but just i think even on a different playing field because Golf historically had been so white dominated, right? Right. And then all of a sudden came along this black kid, and they talk about he doesn't even identify as black either. That's the other weird part about it all is like he didn't want to be considered black because he had faced racism as a black person. So he considered he made up a word. I don't know if you remember Calabasas because he was white, Asian, Thai, yeah. black. Like so, he just kind of made up his own. He did it on Oprah. Like, and when he was on Oprah, that's obviously a massively watched show. And he was like, no, um, this is what I consider myself. And everyone, that was a big deal then, too. He's like 21-year-old kid. It's it's worth watching, specifically anybody in sports and sports business, because there's a lot of that, like the sports marketing aspect of it. He was with the first Nike. billion-dollar athlete, wasn't he? Or was Michael Jordan, was he the first one? Because I know LeBron uh, this week just became like the fourth. It's either jo- Jordan fourth definitely became a billionaire. He Tiger might have beat him to it because he was getting bigger endorsement deals than Jordan was at the time. Yeah. But Tiger and Nike, like even that, it's like it was. It's crazy. Did like, you see, it's, it's so. Did you see Messi's new deal? Not new deal. No, no. So his his current contract is expiring. It started in 2017. It ends now. Four years, 173 million dollars a year. 173 million dollars a year. Yeah, 170. He made 663 million dollars in four years. What is going on? <laughs> and Barcelona's broke. Mm. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because you're paying 160 some million dollars to one guy. <laughs> it's absurd. By the way, that's they talk about athletes and contracts. That's crazy. You made some seven hundred million. That's just three the last quarters four years. of a billion dollars in four or five years. <laughs> four years, and he's made contracts before. And he's gonna get another contract. He's gonna. Get, he's not done. He's not that. I mean, to he's, play he's soccer. Not, yeah, that's. When people talk about economics with the football and everything over here, it's nothing compared to that. 
Nothing. He made $700 million in four years. It's insane. I, Baseball gets like 12-year deals for $300 million. People lose their mind. Like, he got four years, $700 million. It's crazy. You know how you can make $700 million? Go to San Diego State. Go to San Diego State. And this episode of Front Office Features is brought to you by our great partners with San Diego State uh, University's Sports MBA program. Whether you're currently in a sports role or you're looking to give yourselves a Lionel Messi boost or you want to pivot uh, to a career in sports, the Sports Focus MBA program at SDSU can help you get there. Can you help you get there? Uh, join SDSU's 400 plus alum with exciting roles in college athletics, pro sports, agencies, brands, and many more segments of the industry by enrolling in the next cohort of SDSU Sports MBA students this fall. Applications are now open through March 1st. That is now open through March 1st. And due to COVID-19 adjustment, this year there is no GMAT or GRE required. Again, no GMAT, no GRE. To attend an information session, speak to an alum, or start your application, visit sdsu.edu backslash sportsmba. You can be the next CMO of a podcast. You could. Uh, we're going to need someone to replace Lena when she goes on to bigger and better things. So if you get the SDSU program, you can very much well be running the social account for front office features. That's very if true. that's not enough reason to go to San Diego State, I don't know what it is. Uh, Scott Minto. Scott Minto is a... Scott, uh, sat, my parents are now in San Diego. That's Oh, that's right. Are they officially out there now? They are, as of the last week. My dad got uh, vaccinated. Good for him. Got the Moderna vaccine, shot number one. He got shot one. Uh, that's fantastic. So hold on, wait, wait, wait. So if your parents are in San Diego State, do, do you get the Torrey Pines discount? I Well, I mean, I have a lot of family out there. I'm sure I can figure that out, but I... I don't. I haven't asked that question yet. That'd be the I, first question I would ask. I haven't approached that subject. Um, have you Have you heard of this new app, Clubhouse? The Clubhouse, uh, Elon Musk thing, right? I don't know if he's did he start. I don't, I don't know. He's on it. But all, I, that's how I heard about it. Is he's on it all the time. So I got an invite from. I got an invite onto it. It's essentially, it's 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 fascinating and also like overwhelming. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners know what it is. I was like, what is it? And someone said, oh, you have to be, you can only be invited. You can't just download it and join. You have to be invited onto it from somebody that you know. So if you want on, Rob, I'll invite, I have one invite left. I can invite you on. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and you get limited on your invites? You only get two. Huh. Okay. So, but it's essentially, there's, everyone under the sun is on this thing from like celebrities and musicians, like actors, reporters, and they start room. It's a room. And it's essentially a live podcast is the best way to, but there's interact. So there could be the people that are in the room who are like the speakers who are allowed to talk. And then you could just be in there listening to it. Is it audio? Oh, it's just, it's just audio. But really? you can see like there, it's just audio and you see their pro, you see everyone's pro pictures of like who they are. And like, I'll get a notification if like a friend of mine just joined a room, joined the room with them. And like, you just pop into a room and you can listen to this dialogue and banter and there's scheduled ones that you can like, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like a live. Actually. It is. It is kind of cool, but it's like I don't know which room to go in and just like hang out in because I'm like oh, I've got other stuff to do. But so like like Elon who, Musk was on there the other night calling the, out the Robin Hood CEO. Who gets to talk? So you so there's you can start a room, right? So I can start a if, sports business room. Yeah. So there's a sports business uh, group 
there's a couple of them, but I was I joined the sports business group because you had to like your profile, whatever, and the I got it invited in, admitted after I applied. I think apply. I don't know how it works. I really don't know how it works. And uh, so if they have an 8:30 scheduled thing tonight, and they'll they can set you as a person who is allowed to speak, or you're just in there as listening. But like if you and I went in and started our own room right now, could we have a we front office two features room? You could, but like the, I I feel like the hard part is getting people. To, into, your, into room. your room, right? And being that not everyone can just get on it, we couldn't be like, "Hey, everybody, come on the clubhouse tomorrow." Like you'd have to. It's doable because I'm like watching this all happen, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll invite you if you want to come on. I'd like to try. It's a little overwhelming because, like, I was like, "Oh, Elon Musk is speaking. I need to hear this guy talk." <laughs> like, He's a and, very smart person. MC Hammer was on talking. Like Van Jones from CNN was on talking about something. Like, it's is he too legit to quit? Too legit to quit. Um, what was his yeah, other no. song that came out after Too Legit to Quit? Hammer Time. No. Well, Hammer Time was first, probably, right? Hammer Time. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hammer Time was first. Too Legit to Quit. And then there was another one. I don't know. the other. There's a third MC There's a MC third Hammer. MC Hammer. I remember the Too Legit. And they had the little... Uh, too Legit. Too Legit too to legit Quit. Too Legit to Quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the pants. He had the crazy pants. I had those pants, too. Everyone did. Zoom, not Zumba. Uh, Zubaz pants. Zubaz, yeah, hey, yeah. Look, are you wearing them? I'm wearing Zubaz pants wearing... right now. You see that? Those Alina, are, put that up. Those are Steelers Zubaz pants. Oh my god! My wife got them for me. See them? They're they look very comfortable. They're excellent. Do you wear them the all day? Pants. Do you just wear them all day? Did you wear them to the ballpark today? I did not wear them to the ballpark today. I. Uh, uh, but Zubaz pants, I have a pair of Steelers ones and they are awesome. I, I, I this, this is one of those podcasts <laughs> that just, that I love, I love your face when you're like, <laughs> wait, Dominic, you went to class with Dominic Mociano. Wait, you're wearing Zubaz pants. <laughs> like yeah, I like... can see your mind exploding in little I bits. I don't know where to go time. with it. I'm like, I just there's like, so many like I want to go. How does this work? Yeah, I don't understand. You 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 encapsulate every piece of me that has so many questions, and I'm like, if I just <laughs> if I if I keep asking the questions, we'll never get off to that topic. So I just kind of like put it in my brain and move on. My wife but got I me go these ba- pants for uh, Christmas for my birthday one time. Now, knowing what you know now, do you want to go back and yell at? 15 year old Rob for not like making a move on Dominic Mociano. <sighs> Probably, right? Yeah, like why not? Like shoot or shoot. Like what's I, the point? Like I, what? I'd li- I li- I like to. And I don't know if she would like me, but I would like to talk to her. <laughs> I know everyone was too scared to talk to her. That was the thing. It's like, you're going to go talk right, to me. Right. So that's the thing about the and girl. You're like, like 14 years old, right? So you have no idea what's going on. So I was like, you're going to go talk to Dominique Mociano. You're like, oh, hell no. Right? Exactly. Because you don't want to be made fun of or like, oh, she's going to reject you. But because no one else talked to her, you probably had the better shot because she was like, please, someone just talk to me. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I you rem- had your chance. You could have had the gold medal. I could have. Could have. Nope. But, uh, you know, anyway, I have. A picture of her down in my basement uh, with the rest. That's of the- creepy. Well, well, it's a picture of her and the 1996 gymnastics team. Uh, I was gonna say. I think the only everyone autographed that picture except Dominique Dawes. Dominique did not. Uh, um, did she, not she did not autograph that picture. I don't know. It was I bought it on like eBay or something. Uh, yeah, I have a picture of my 15 year old 
high school classmates. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? One of these people were classmates of mine as a sophomore in high school. Uh, well, none of them, actually, none of them would be girls because I went to all I went to all boys at fifteen. But um, that would be even, <laughs> I guess, more odd if I just had random people's from high school pictures around. This my is house. getting weird. Uh, <laughs> move on. Um, so yeah, Dominic Mucciano and Zuba's pants. Hmm. What a, what a podcast! That's the that's the title. That's the title <laughs> of this podcast. You're gonna write uh, write the title now. Oh my! What God. else happened today? I don't know. Um, now you've got me off track. I even I mean, what's this is par for the course? What else? Uh, what, what, what uh, you? Oh yes, sir. Um, so without divulging names, I had a I had a call and because this is this triggered from National Women in Sports Day. I had a call with a, a habitual listener of Front Office Features, a current. Red Sox ambassador, current college student. She's plowing her way through, going to graduate early, doing all the right things to lead up to her career because she's taking necessary steps. Had my second phone call with her because we had one previous and she took the time to follow up and set up a second one, which I always like find interesting that so many people don't do that part, right? They do the one and they're like, you never hear from them again. She made it. She, she had a second call with me. Gave me an update of everything she's been doing. Asked for some advice. She's talking to you next week too, I believe. Yep. Um, I told her don't listen to anything you say specifically. <laughs> Zub- what? Zuba's pants. What are you talking about? I give. <laughs> I'm ta- I mean, beyond the your advice will be great. Everything else, just try and block out and focus on the advice he's giving you. <laughs> no way. No way. I, I, you've got this totally wrong. Avoid the idiosyncrasies that are going to come up in the conversation. <laughs> that'll try. They'll take you off track. That's but, uh, true. That's true. I, <laughs> I, I will take a train off tra- track faster just... than any person ever. Oh, we're all right. Let's get it back. Right, I'll bring it back on the, Fine. On the rail. See, look, now. I just did it again. You didn't even know. Yeah, I know. It's it, you, you. You have this. You have this have ability. You have this ability and keen <laughs> hidden talent to derail my train of thoughts like nobody else. Um. So she's doing all the right things. She's try- She she's identified even this as. This is a- why four year olds and I get along so well. I guess John Jack <laughs> loves you. He's like, oh, dog, bird, stick, dog with bone, dog with bone. So my staff uh, makes fun of me all the time. They're like, uh, "There's a movie that I've never seen, of course." <laughs> um, no shit. What is called? What up? And there's some dog that goes like squirrel, right? Yep. And they say, "I'm That's the squirrel the, guy." Very sad movie. Very sad movie. Don't watch that movie. It's Pixar, very sad movie. Um, you could watch it with Maddie, but it's it's kind of sad. Zach likes it; it's very sad. I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, well, you're gonna have to watch. You're gonna have to watch a Disney movie with your daughter. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. We'll go back to uh, the Amy person we that. were talking. Amy about. does that. So, like, they'll go downstairs and watch the Disney movie. I don't want to. What were you What were you watching with Nolan the other day? That was in that picture. Oh, we were watching golf. <laughs> don't be don't be Tiger Woods' dad. We were watching go, we were watching golf together. Don't 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 make your kid go out and just take hacks all day long until he like wants to kill himself. So not good. Anyway, that. Um, get back. Will you get back on track, Damon? I'm trying. <laughs> so she she's she's already identified at a very young age that she wants to do what we do for a living: corporate partnerships. Taking the necessary steps, gave her some more tips and advice of what she could do on the side. She's already started to build decks, the whole nine yards. So, but I know she's listening. So, on National Women in Sports Day, kudos to you. Love having conversations with people who are like, and I use this term in 
uh, as of endearment, like Michael Scott in it. And huh. not just like talking about it, but actually going and getting it off their butt and doing these things and showing that you really truly want it and bring your passion to life. That's what this business is about. And that's how you're going to get a job specifically in these times. You need to separate yourself. I told like, I, we went into like college, like she's still in college. It's like all college does for you anymore is give you the right to apply. It doesn't guarantee you anything, right? Like there's everyone gets a degree, not everyone, but a lot of people get degrees a lot of people get degrees in sports management. A lot of people do resume, have resumes. A lot of people have internships. You got to separate yourself. Doing those type of things, so th- amazing. What do you think? Probably 5,000 students graduating with a sports management degree this year? This year? year? Prob- probably. Yeah, right? probably. All the schools times however many? Yeah. 5,000? There's not 5,000 jobs. At least jobs. there's not 5,000 jobs, right? <laughs> no. No. And that's this no, year, right? There's going to be another class next year. It's no, yeah, another it's, five thousand. You gotta separate yourself, and there's certain ways to do it, uh, and there's certain ways to not do it. But following up after a good informational review is key to keep that relationship going. But also, like, just putting the extra effort and the extra work in. So, kudos to you. Uh, I won't put your your name out there in case you don't want it out there, but because I know we've done that a couple times. So, <laughs> got in we'll trouble. That. No need to get in trouble uh, tonight. No, this was this was a this was a good this was a good fun, like kind of smorgasbord of Rob and Chris, pretty much one hundred and one. Where people, you saw that review I sent you of us that someone was posting their top four sports business podcasts and front office features was on there, and the number one reason was because top of, ten we were number four I think. Yeah, and the the reason was was because of the chemistry that you and I have. Just, and I told someone, I told the person I was talking to today, I was like, I was because I was supposed to come see you. You were supposed to, yes, that's that's true. You were supposed to come to the ballpark today, but we couldn't make it happen. And, and yeah, because we'll do it again. My owner, uh, my owner would talk a little bit longer than he probably should have. Well, not should have. He, he can do whatever he wants. He owns the team. It was, it was a meeting. He could talk forever, however long he wants. But that sent our whole meeting over overboard. But anyway, um, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go see Rob, and it's actually gonna be the only the second time in a year and a couple months and they were like no way i was like no we literally have only been in the same spot once in the past year i would yeah that's that's just true and they're like no way i'm like no that's like we haven't been in the same room and she's like but they were like you have this weird chemistry and i was like i know i can't explain it. Zoom, damn it. Zoom. Zoom, baby. I don't have this. I don't. I wish I had this chemistry with the clients on Zoom because I definitely don't. Because no. it's like I am so uh, so tired of. I don't. Sometimes I don't mind the the meetings, like the um, external meetings via Zoom, right? Like sometimes I find it was like, is this actually more productive? Sometimes because like I don't have to drive all the way to their office and they don't have to drive all the way yeah. there. So I think all right. Maybe going in the future, you don't have to do as many, but still face-to-face meetings matter. I am so done with it internally. I'm so done with it internally because now I have to schedule an hour meeting or a half-hour meeting with somebody that would take 30 seconds. I have to add six people uh, to the call, and like it's everything so formal. I, they would always joke with me, right, in the, in Pawtucket. My office was in, in the ticket office, right? So I had a, I had an office, and then outside was our ticket sales team, our sponsor services, uh, sponsor services team, ticket operations. Like, there was 
10 of my people, literally like uh, of the of revenue generating people out in front of me. And I was notorious for just being like, Hey, Chris, come in here real quick. I got to talk to you about mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. Yell it, just yell it. And they would come in here and we would talk for five minutes about whatever we needed to now talk about. I can't do that. And then left. And it was amazing. And you just like ask your ticket operations person like, Hey, where's so-and-so sitting? And now it's like, I got to write an email. Oh, did you mean his group tickets or did you mean his uh, season tickets? Oh, did you mean that this? Oh, I, and yeah, it's like, no. it's, I'm going to lose my mind. There's certain things that are way more efficient and there's certain things from those little, those little, those little moments that you, you're bringing up. They just don't happen anymore. Well, that and like there's no real interaction with anyone else besides the people in my world. Does that make sense? Like, totally. No, I don't I, I, deal with our. You don't work in sports right now. I don't work in sports right now. No, what I, we I do, work. What we do for a living is not what we do right like now. Like our operations people, like, uh, I don't know, like the <laughs> uh, the community relations folks, uh, maybe on a call occasionally, like, but like not. You know, don't see anybody. It's just I just I hate it. I'm done. I'm through with that part of it. Um, so I get it. But the Zoom part stinks. Not it does. Not Zoom uh, itself. Pretty good tool. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm done what with that we, part. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. What would we have? What would we have done without this? What happened not, not, if this pandemic happened in 1970? Yeah, I mean, it happened. I mean, we kind of saw what happened in the 1912, right? Everyone just died because no one could communicate. Right, you probably was, it would be over. You just had to go to work, and it was it. Like you couldn't you couldn't keep society going while working from your house. Right. There's no work from home. You can't work from home. There was no way no, to do it. You could get on the no. telephone and talk to somebody, but you can't. No. Yeah. So luckily we didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> so yeah. I guess there's that silver lining. Right. Actually, you probably could have done it in like 10 years ago. It would be tough. It would have been tough because of like just internet at home capabilities. Everyone didn't have like extremely fast speed internet to be yeah, able to right. handle Think this about much. schools, right? How many kids... Did, didn't have internet good news is every day there's more positivity on the vaccines more people are getting vaccinated fenway kicked off their vaccines i saw that that was cool yep the, go- um, the, the governor was at uh the, at he was there today right yep um sam had to jump off our zoom to go in to greet him at gay d uh that's that's why this meeting was going forever uh, but yeah, no, it's it's great. It's Gillette's doing it. Fenway's doing it. Uh, big spaces. I think a lot of ballparks and stadiums across the country are doing it. Peco Park out in San Diego is doing it. Uh, the Dodger Stadium is doing it. Someone shut down the Dodger Stadium, which is a different... Well, I'll bite my tongue on that one. Um, I haven't heard But yeah, there was protests, anti-vaxxers. Oh, jeez. They got in front of the car. I would have been like, the, 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 the shoot on sight. I'm sorry. <laughs> shoot on sight. You can protest, but not here. We got... I don't <laughs> shoot on sight. Uh, anyway, uh, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, no, it's all it's 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 the vaccine is getting out there quicker. There's Johnson and Johnson's coming. Um, we've gotten some inside information on some other stuff. That's it's it's all the people getting the vaccine from a. It's there hasn't been one severe case of COVID for anyone who's gotten the vaccine. So, knock on wood, they figured this out, and in the next year we'll be. Like this never happened, and we'll all be back to normal. Thank goodness. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. On to the next day. Um, All right. Fun pod. I'll talk to you later. Later. See you.